Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, uh, welcome everyone. Uh, we are having our guest day today, uh, guest Thursdays, and we're very excited uh, to have, uh, again, uh, friends of yours, Kathy, uh, which are yes. actually joined you in, in studio, uh, Wayne and Chris. Uh, and are you guys, do you guys live in New Hampshire too? Yes. yes. How, long, how long have you lived there? Uh, I've lived here over 50 years. Okay. And I've lived here since 1988. Great. Wow. So 30 some years. Yeah. yeah super. So Dan and I met them um, actually through a mutual friend. They were invited to one of our um, abide retreats. And Chris was just reminding me that was, was it August, August, August last year? of last, of yeah. last year? year yes. So um, it's, that was the first time we met them and they have just become precious, precious people that we enjoy. Yeah. And they are also good friends with the Cornells, you know, oh, a lot sure. of yeah, Scott and Kristen, yeah. Scott and Kristen Cornell on here and they're yeah. part of Living Waters Ministries. So yeah. they are also um, very close with the Cornells. So. Yeah. I just had a, uh, I just had a phone call with them this morning, uh, Scott and Kristen. Oh, so quite fun. Uh, well, uh, there's one question I got to ask um, Wayne. Uh, you go by the name of Cowboy. Uh, so, all right. So, what does? How come you go by the name of Cowboy? Well, when I was teaching Sunday school, one of the uh, activities that we had was uh, get acquainted, and it was called Two Truths and a Lie, which we do. In, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. played that game. That's fun. And That's so a fun I game. I said uh, I told them that when I was a, a little kid, I lived in Texas, and then later on, I moved to Kansas. And while I was in college, I was in the astronaut training program. And they said, we don't think you were in the astronaut training program. I said, so the two truths were Texas and Kansas. And at that time, the Red Sox had a slogan called Cowboy Up. Okay. And so one of the kids looked at hmm. me and said, Texas, can't, you must be a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, like nicknames that stuck. And then as it would happen... Chris would say, oh, you might know my husband. He's a Sunday school teacher. His name's Wayne Preston. They'd say, no, I don't know him. She'd say, well, how about Cowboy? Oh, yeah, we know Cowboy. <laughs> okay. So that stuck. And then at the church that we used to go to, uh, when you fill out the little questionnaire, they said, do you have any nicknames? And I put, oh, yeah, Cowboy. Well, I didn't know that every time they printed out your name badge, they printed your name, nickname, as opposed to your regular first okay, name. Okay, okay. So... Cowboy kind of stuck, and uh, <laughs> and I've always just liked it. I was once at Panera's, and some young lady came behind me and tapped me on the shoulder and said, you used to be my Sunday school teacher. And I said, well, you must have been a lot smaller back then. Uh, I said, so the test is, what was my nickname? Yeah, yeah. Said, Cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That's cool. Stuck. That's the story. That's cool. I played, uh, I remember at a church playing that game. Um, and you know, I gave him several things, but one of which I said was, um, I was an agent for a professional baseball player. Um, 
And of course, everybody says, oh, that's a lie. Uh, nope, that's true. <laughs> Kathy, I was, I was an agent. For, that's a new one. I, yeah, I, I don't think you knew that. That I, in, my, in my lifetime, I've been an agent for a professional baseball player. And by the way, uh, it happened to be in Kansas City. He, he was from Kansas City. And uh, it's the year that they won the World Series in 1985 yeah. and I got my wife and I Linda got to go to all the World Series baseball games including they won and we got to go down in the end of the locker room uh at the end of the game I mean oh, so it's one of those oh, how fun. you know uh, that was one of my desires of my heart is to go to a World Series game and and uh, I got to go to all of them including the after party in the locker room so wow. it, it was pretty cool well we're I'm really from Kansas City Pardon? I'm from Kansas. Oh, you City. are. And and a good friend of mine that I used to sail with uh, called me up one morning and said, uh, "Wayne, would you like some tickets to the World Series games?" And I thought, "I'm dreaming. I don't know." <laughs> I said, "Sure." I was the most popular guy in my office for a while because I had more tickets than I than I needed. So I, we were there together. Hey, we were there together. That's fantastic. That's you, so you remember that series? Well, my age, oh, my. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, person that I uh, represented was Jim Sumberg, the catcher uh, of the team. Um, and I got to meet all the pitchers and all that. So it was, it was really quite, quite fun. Uh, George Brett and all those guys. So that was, that was quite a year when they won that series. George Brett and I lived in the same little community. My daughters actually cleaned his house one weekend when <laughs> he caught them at, at, the, uh, at, the, at the lounge and said, you girls looking for some work? And they said he had uh, chewing tobacco things all over the place. That's funny. Well, we love uh, having you on, and uh, we'd love to have the audience get to know you a little bit. Uh, so, uh, uh, Chris, why don't you start and share with us, how did you come to know Christ in your lifetime? Okay, well, I was always brought up in a, a, a church family. I went to a, a Catholic church on my parents were very strict Catholics. Mm -hmm. And I was one of 12 children. I was the fourth oh. from the oldest. Um, so I went to Catholic school from kindergarten through eighth grade. Okay. Unfortunately, I never learned about a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, my understanding was that almost everything I did was a sin. And that I was just always filled with guilt and shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my parents were kind of the same way. It's like, okay, if you're good today, we love you. But if you misbehave today, you don't. And yeah. I kind of thought that's how God was. Yeah, sure. So sure. I went kind of through my whole life like that um, and got married and this, not to Wayne. I was married before and just kind of got disillusioned with the church. I just felt a lot of hypocrisy in it. And I just stopped going to church. Yeah and still didn't have a personal relationship with God and ended up going through a divorce. And I have to say, I think part of it was because I stopped going to church and lost that, at least that accountability there. Mm -hmm. So this is going to kind of get into a little bit further in our lives, but I stopped going to church for about 15 years, got divorced. And after I was divorced about two or three years, felt like I wanted to start dating and ask somebody I barely knew. She said she knew somebody named Wayne, who <laughs> we might hit it off. And he called me that afternoon at work and wanted to know if we wanted to get together. And I think we made a, we we're supposed to get to bed the following Friday night and we got a snowstorm. 
And then the next Friday we were supposed to get together, we got another snowstorm. <laughs> we just and I just thought, the heck with it. I'm gonna we're gonna get together anyway, just get it over with. I was trying get to finish. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was trying to finish up my college degree at night and I was taking courses at night and on Saturdays to get everything we done. And after I just thought, I, I don't know really know if I wanted to start, you know, dating somebody right now. So we we got together. And we got there at 5.30 and at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock, they're putting all the chairs up on the table and we're still sitting there talking away. Uh -huh. But one of the thing, couple of things he said is he wanted to get married again. He wanted it to be a Christian and he wanted to go into business with whoever it was he got married to. So that was mm -hmm. kind of, you know, so we left and we had a really good time. And a couple of days after that, he called and asked if I would like to go out again. And I said, I don't think it's going to work. And he said, why? And I said, well, I'm not a Christian, haven't been to church in 15 years, and I'm never going back again. And I'm never getting married again. And if I did, I would never go into business with my husband. So Mr. Smoothie says, well, I can understand that, but we did seem to enjoy each other's company. Why don't we just date until the right person comes along? <laughs> so that's kind of how it started. And he, about six weeks after that, he asked me to go to church with him. And I was very angry at God for stuff from my childhood. Sure, sure. And um, I got mad at him. I said, I told you I don't ever want to go to church again and don't ever ask me. And then about two months after that, I realized I was really starting to care for him. And I knew he went to church and read his Bible. So he wouldn't get down to see me until Sunday afternoon. And with me trying to finish my degree, you know, it was the only day we could get together. So me, who was never going to church again, suggested maybe we should start going to church together. <laughs> and um, I'd never been in anything but a Catholic church. And this was a tiny little church up in Candia, New Hampshire. Yeah. And it, I walked in there and just immediately felt surrounded by love. Oh. And a couple weeks after that, a couple ladies in the church invited me to uh, join community Bible study. Mm -hmm. yep. And I started going to it just so that Wayne would like me better. <laughs> and six weeks into it, God just said to me, by that, it was just six weeks. and I. I built a lot on the foundation I had as a Catholic, but God said to me, I am not happy with the lifestyle that you and Wayne are leading. You either have to break up or get married. Well, next time I saw Wayne, I told him about it. And he said, well, that settles it. We need to get married. <laughs> so the next day we went to see the pastor and six weeks later we were married. And it, after that, it was just, I couldn't get enough of the Lord and enough of the mm. Bible and finally found out I had a father who loved me. Yeah. Um, wow. I just, I hope, hope I'm not talking too much, but just one thing, the first time I read Psalm 139, I had never opened a Bible in my life sure. until I was 43 years old. Sure. And when I read Psalm 139, after coming from a large family, I had never felt I was particularly wanted. I was just one of 12 and I, I just cried my eyes out and realized that I had a purpose in my life. And I was 43 years old before I realized that. And it's, it's been uphill ever since then. So it's been exciting. Wow. That's a beautiful uh, story. And uh, 
you know, it's just cool how God, how God works, even even in your heart where you're like, yeah, I'm never doing this, you know, and uh, right. <laughs> and, and God says, eh, well, let's just, let's see how let's see how that goes, you know, and so it's it's really beautiful. Um, well, Wayne, why don't you share? Uh, start by sharing how you came to know Christ, and then we'll tr- segue into your perspective on uh, how how you. Pretty much true. You know, uh, look, uh, looked looked with her of yeah, there were obstacles, but you know, uh, when you get to that part, I'm going to have you share a little bit about what was it that kept you moving forward when you could have easily said, well, then the heck with it, you know. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. But how did you come to know Christ? Okay, um, my father died when I was six years old, uh, and my mother remarried. We moved to Texas, and but I, they would send me off, give me a, a nickel, and send me to Sunday school. So I walk a couple of blocks down the street, and I'd go to Sunday school. Then when I uh, moved down to Texas, uh, my mother uh, wound up just being single uh, and she was working as a waitress and uh, she mentioned to somebody, oh, uh, my little son sure liked going to Sunday school. And so some people stopped and along, we lived way out in the country. What, what, town, what, what town were you near uh, out there uh, in Texas? The closest town was Hidalgo, Texas. Okay. Which, and we would shop our groceries in McAllen, Texas which was seven miles from our house out on Highway 281. And we were nine miles from Far, Texas, which is where I went to school. What, so, what uh, in relationship to like Dallas, where is that uh, from? 500 miles. 500 miles to the, is it to it's the south? West, south. We, we were two miles from the Mexican, from the Rio Grande River. Okay, so oh, wow. you're, you're way down by, uh, yeah. uh, past Houston and all that down there, down that area, okay. Yeah, if you went to Corpus Christi and went yep. up the Rio Grande River 75 miles, you'd be close. Okay, good. Okay, well, now that, that puts a context. So you're in a kind of a small community and, a, and out in the country. Very small. Okay. So we lived down there, and uh, then we wound up moving to Kansas City. And uh, I would go to church, uh, and I was very active in the Methodist church. And in high school, I went to a Baptist church, and I got baptized. Then through the army and getting married and going to college and all that stuff, I became what I would call, and what I told people was, I was a secular humanist. Yeah. And when uh, I had, uh, you know, getting to the point of knowing Christ, uh, I had business friends who uh, were strong Christians and they were on me. You gotta, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. And I said, leave me alone. I said, I, I respect you guys. I said, you build hospitals, you build schools, you're good people. We need you in the community. But I, if I told if I told you what you want to hear and there is a God, he'd know I was lying. Okay. So I can't, I can't do it. I can't tell you because I don't believe that Jesus Christ is a son of God. Okay. Simple. But we, okay. we, we can see how God brought you two together. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know i'm going through life and as a secular humanist and uh and I, i'm going through a divorce because of my secular humanist uh activities and yeah. things i was really ashamed of now and one morning uh while i was uh separated i got up and looked in the mirror and, and said you know you did not turn out to be the man i wanted to grow up to be and I was really uh, at a low point. And shortly thereafter, I was uh, within a couple of months after that, I was on a business trip with some friends and we were in Virginia Beach and they asked me to go to 
go to church with him. And I said, sure, you know, it's a social thing to do. I don't want. So I went and I'm sitting there and there's a sermon. And uh, then there was an altar call. And I got up and I went forward and I accepted Christ. Mm -hmm. And I cried for an hour and 45 minutes afterwards because mm -hmm. I felt like uh, all of my ways uh, that I was living before had been lifted off of me yeah. and uh, that I was I now had a new life in Christ and so from then on it was kind of like more 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 give me more give me more wow so that happened in 1987 okay. and then shortly thereafter I moved to New Hampshire got married again that lady died after five and a half years of marriage and then I was at a, a restaurant and ran into this lady. <laughs> now, uh, why did you wind up, uh, what took you to New Hampshire? I used to work for Honeywell and yep. uh, they had, uh, did some training up there. Corporate was in, in the Boston, in Waltham area. And so I was up there going to school. And that's while I was up there going to school, I met this lady and we started dating long distance from Kansas City to New Hampshire. Sure. And we figured out that isn't going to work very well. So we... Uh, got married. That's something. Okay. So you're in New Hampshire now and you're a believer uh, and yep. excited about that. And then uh, you meet Chris and <laughs> Chris tells you, uh, not going into business with you, uh, not getting married <laughs> and I'm never going to church. So uh, basically leave me alone. Um, yeah. okay, what, what, what drew you to not do that and to keep pursuing the relationship? And then ultimately we, we, you know, we heard what happened, but what was it about what you saw or did or understood that you actually didn't didn't uh, accept that premise as that well this is it now you you actually kept going what what was it about that that you kept going I enjoyed our intellectual exchange mm. uh, as she said when we first met uh, it was about five or six in in the afternoon or in the evening and. They were closing the place and yeah. asking us to leave. Yeah. So whenever we got together, we could talk and talk and talk mm. and talk. And so we really just worked really well together. I had been doing, since my second wife died, I had dated a few times. And I was extremely frustrated at the lack of uh, intellectual uh, stability I could find in people that I was uh, happened to, to have a date with. Yeah. And we just hit it off. Uh, and, and when was this again if you don't mind me asking what year about 1984 85 no, no 94 94, 94. 94. Yeah. okay yeah. so it's in that time frame because we got married in 96 right so um you know we were dating and and i had criteria i, I wasn't going to get married again unless it was a christian woman <laughs> because the second lady i married uh I had just become a Christian. I was so new. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. And I asked her, are you a Christian? She says, oh, sure. I've been going to church. Well, after we got married, we never went to church. I said, why not? She says, oh, I'm, I'm a psychologist and I have a lot of my patients there. And they always, uh, she was an alcohol and drug abuse counselor. And she said, mm. uh, you know, it embarrasses them to see me. So we did that for a while. And then I just finally started going to church on my own yeah uh, but without her hmm. 
So my criteria was, I'm going to marry a Christian. Yeah. I am not going, I can date somebody and that's okay. <laughs> but if I get married and so when Chris started, you know, going to community Bible study and we got, we were teaching Sunday school together and uh, we're doing all kinds of things. Not before I was well, a Christian. Okay. They wouldn't let me. Well, I but guess. Candia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after we, well, yeah, that was after we got married. Okay. Yeah. It all blurs together. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, we've been married 25 years. So yeah. there's, there's a little yeah. time frame there. Yeah. Well, you, uh, uh, your heart was uh, obviously in line with what God wanted because he wanted both of you to come together. And yeah. despite yeah. the obstacles, you, uh, you were, because of the love you had and the joy you had, you were just saying, well, let's, okay. Uh, we can't go until we go further, but uh, you're willing to go uh, as opposed to because you could have said, OK, fine. Well, then why, why bother? Right. Uh, but so that's a that's a, that's a fantastic story uh, of how God brought somebody together and uh, particularly uh, with your perspectives. Uh, what um, uh, what are you guys doing now? Are you uh, what are you uh, working at all? Are you are just now enjoying retirement? Uh, what what where are you guys at now? You want to go first? I'm retired now. I retired three years ago. Um, now it's kind of a, a whole neat thing that God walked me through it. I kept praying that he would let us know because financially we weren't in the best spot. Yep, yep. And I just got up one morning and he told me to quit my job. And I was like, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, <laughs> and I did it. Um, but prior to that, I, I've been kind of in accounting. I got my degree in business and accounting. So it was just, I wasn't like a CPA or anything, but just working for different companies in their accounting departments. Okay, and great. a little while I got into sales and marketing because I was selling accounting systems. Yep, yep. So, and so, can you share a little bit about how you spend your time now too, for the last few years? <laughs> yeah, well, after I retired, God just opened up all kinds of opportunities for me. Um, Wayne and I had worked together um, doing Sunday school for the junior high kids and the church we were going to opened a, a satellite church mm -hmm. and they were looking for volunteers. So, you know, we said, oh, you know, we want to work with the kids. Me thinking junior high kids, well, I get a call from the kids coordinator wants to know if I'd be interested in teaching the third to sixth grade kids. And I'm, I'm going like, no way. <laughs> and I said to her, I'm saying these things I'm not going to do. And then God shows me otherwise. But um, I, I said, well, just to be polite, I'll get together and we can talk about it. But I really don't. And I said, and then I'll pray about it. Well, I fell in love with her. And then towards the end of it, I said, well, if my husband wanted to join me, could we do it together? And she said, that's great. So I went home and so we ended up teaching because it was a small church. We had second through sixth grade in one classroom. And um, so we did that. Um, I, we were running, a, facilitating the Wednesday night thing that we would do at our church. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then we got into, we, God keeps taking us younger and younger with the kids. <laughs> we were asked, the, the church wanted to start what they call mothers of preschoolers. Sure. And yeah, I mops. ended up being... I ended up being the child care coordinator for the whole thing. Oh, wow. And um, Wayne and I, he joined me in that too. And we ended up teaching the three and four-year-olds and we absolutely loved it. And uh, the kids loved having a cowboy in the classroom with them. So <laughs> I would, I would um, wear a cowboy hat and my cowboy boots. 
And one time I was late to class and she says, oh, cowboy's out tying his horse up outside. <laughs> All the kids go over and look out the window because they want to see my horse. Yeah, let's have a horse ride. Come on, let's have a horse ride. Yeah. <laughs> So God just blessed me with all kinds of things to do. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of it related to the church, sometimes helping out neighbors or things yeah. like that. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's been good. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy, how about you? How have you, uh, what are you doing right now? I'm uh, teaching school halftime uh, at a Tri-City Christian Academy in mm -hmm. Summersworth, the town I live in. And I'm teaching uh, geometry and uh, consumer math and Bible. Oh, really? Those are my three classes wow. that I teach. So uh, uh, it's just it's a great little school. Last night we had a parent uh, night for the teachers and yeah. the parents, and there was so much love in the room. You know, the feeling, the parents saying things like, "Our kids were in public school, and now they see what we're seeing here, and how you guys are taking care of them." Yeah. Uh, one young fella has uh, some signs that look like aut autism, but. He's brilliant. When they tested him, he's the brightest kid in the school, but he has trouble writing just because of mm -hmm. muscle coordination and some things like that and a couple of other kids. And with my sixth grade class, my Bible class, I just tell them all the time, I love you guys so much, you know, um, and it's and we just have a great time. I Beautiful. Said, you know, this is this is family. This is fun. Mm -hmm. That sounds like you guys are having quite a uh, uh, enjoyment in the, uh, you know, uh, uh, I work with uh, Kim Blanchard of the One Minute Manager, but he he uh, actually has a phrase. He says, because uh, people say to him, when are you going to retire? He says, uh, there is no such thing as retirement in the Bible. Uh, it's, right. Uh, he says, uh, "It's I, I don't retire, I refire. I'm 81 years old. And uh, I told the pastor where we were going to church, I said, get ready. Moses was 80 when he started doing all <laughs> that's it. Here we go. You know, I, Start giving me some jobs. I'm ready for it. There we go. Day. That's good. You guys are vital. That's beautiful. Um, so uh, tell us about, uh, as you walk with God, uh, what, you know, what is this aspect of abiding with him? What does that mean to you? And how is that translated into uh, your experience with the, the, the joy of walking with God? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I guess it kind of started with, the abiding part of it. I know you know uh, Henry Blackaby that you actually worked with him, I That's think, right. for a while. That's right. When I was a brand new Christian, I did his Bible study, um, Experiencing, yeah, Experiencing God. God. Yep. It's an amazing uh, study. Right? It just blew my mind. Yep. And it just showed me all those years I was angry at God for mm -hmm. stuff and things from my childhood where God was using it all for his good. Um, and I I've done a lot of women's Bible studies over the years and just one of the blessings I feel God has given me is I do hear his voice and I know what he's telling me. Yeah. I don't always obey it, but <laughs> I do, I do hear it. I'm getting better at it. So um, I did a Bible study and I think it was called Disciples Prayer Life. And it wasn't even by anybody famous. And uh, the book was even out of publication. And I came across the word abide mm. and I use the NIV Bible and abide is not in there. No. So I started looking through the different versions. I He just put it on my heart and I couldn't let it go. And at the time we were part of a small group. And I mentioned, I said, God has put this word abide on my heart. And mm. I just, 
And one of the people knew Kathy and he said, well, then you've got to go to this <laughs> retreat. And that's how we ended up going there. And um, it's just gotten better and better since then. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like I already heard God, but I had never done the cross-referencing. Right. Um, and I think the big thing that stood out in my mind about the whole abide thing was that the same Holy Spirit is in both of us. Ah. So you can't just say, we're going to agree to disagree. It's like, <laughs> no, there's one yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it was like a, a light bulb went off, you know? For um, both of us. Yeah. And that's that's made a huge difference yeah. in our relationship. So you want to go? Yeah. We were getting along fine, which yeah. is an improvement in our relationship. But I think so many people think they are getting along fine. And whenever mm -hmm. I ask them, do you ever say to each other, do you uh, agree okay. to disagree? They're, oh, yeah, we do that all the time. That's a red flag. Yeah. Red flag. yeah. <laughs> we got a problem here. And uh, but then you don't want to try to shove them down their throat. Um, my when I have a I came from a technical background, degree in math, worked for IBM and Honeywell selling computers and stuff. And one of my big frustrations in getting to know the Lord was there's not enough facts. I, I need some more facts and you can't prove anything. All you guys believe stuff and you just believe stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, then when I had that conversion experience, it was like, uh, you're not smart enough. <laughs> if I told you, you wouldn't know, you couldn't understand it. So just accept it. Okay. Yeah, right. And I started saying, okay, I'll do that. But uh, my Christian walk was filled with, I think Chris has observed this, a quest for knowledge, yeah. not a quest for relationship. Uh, and after going to uh, the Abide seminar that uh, Kathy and Dan did, I said, this is different. Uh, uh -huh. th this, is, this is not memorizing books. This is not memorizing. This is not knowing whose father was this. This is a relationship. And I got, this is blowing my mind. Uh, my, as I said early, my father died when I was six. I didn't have a, a father image and I got through life just fine without one. So I didn't necessarily feel that that was important. Yeah. Um, and Chris kept saying, it's important. It's important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You've got to know and love. And Kathy gave uh, us a book to read. And the first chapter in there blew me away because this guy keeps talking about how much Jesus loves you. Yeah. And he, he pounded that point mm -hmm. to the, and I thought, wait a minute, I, I, I've got to react to that. I can't have, I can't just mm. go along and put it, uh, uh, check off another piece of information. Mm -hmm. I've got to start incorporating a relationship. And so after the retreat, I felt God took me up to the next step. And uh, it was like, okay, I'm ready to, I, I've got a whole bunch of Bible knowledge now, not near enough, uh, but that's not the important part. The important part is to be able to wake up every morning and be in my journal, honestly talking to God and saying, Father, I feel out of sorts today. Uh, help me, help me get on track. Uh, help me come near to you, help me do these things and help me get rid of this junk that's running through my head right now. And so I do that and it's just, it's good. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. And so uh, as you've learned about 
uh, and you said it really well, uh, it's not about uh, information, it's about relationship. Uh, that yeah. is, is going to reveal things, and it, he's going to reveal information to you, but it's, it's out of that relationship, not instead of the relationship. So uh, exactly. that's a beautiful way of, of putting it. Um, and now as you've both begun to do that, uh, and you've talked about you know, journaling, which is an important piece of it, um, and recording and dialogue and hearing God's voice, and um, how has that translated now to you in that relationship of uh, discerning God's will, coming to decisions together, and, and going past what, what you know, a lot of people say, uh, well, we agree to disagree. How do you now move past that as the two of you start to follow God's will in specific things of your life? I think the, there's been two things that come to my mind, and it's only been a year since we started mm -hmm. this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it just, it, it just explodes like once you <laughs> understand it. And I love that. Um, with COVID, you know, they closed all the churches down yeah. and our church went for a long, long time without reopening. Yeah. And, you know, Scott and Kristen Cornell, we yes. talked about them. Um, we went to the church that they started yeah. at the house, yeah. which at the time we didn't know it was going to turn into a church. And it's like <laughs> 35 to 45 people now every Sunday. Right. But we, I, we had mentioned earlier how heavily involved we were in our old church and we had been going to that church for 21 years. Wow. So when it opened up again, it was like, okay, Lord, do we go back to the old mm. church or is this where you want us now? And um, because of Abide, we both said, you know, well, let's just pray about it. And we <laughs> prayed about it separately. And, you know, we'd get up in the morning and, you know, God say anything to you today. And it was just, <laughs> I can't remember any one particular thing, but um, I don't know if you do, but it just, we both kind of the one morning got up and said, this is what I feel God has said. And it was like, oh, that's what he said to me too. Yeah. And it was a, come. we were talking about it because we didn't, it'd be easy to just jump to that decision. Yes. And we didn't want to jump to it. We wanted to test God and, and test us that we were paying attention to him, that we weren't using cliches to make a decision. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so we felt, um, and then I even had a meeting with the pastor of our satellite church, because I, I really love the guy. I, I love, you know, he's just been a big part of my life. And I tried to explain to him that um, I loved all of the people, but if I had to choose between relationships with people or an improved relationship with Jesus, I had to take Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I said, so that's where I am. And I feel that I was kind of intellectually being fed very well, but I was not, I didn't, you know, cause we're ragtag with uh, Scott and them and Scott's really now up in, up in the mountains. Up, you right. know, his place. So yeah. He's, he's up, he's about 50 miles up the road. So, but we've got a group of people that we just love on each other and we're caring. We've got a project that uh, a lot of us are supporting of some, uh, some young women that uh, yes. are challenged. Is that Lydia's house? Lydia's, yeah. Lydia's yeah. house, yeah. Uh, Rich and, is familiar with Yeah, that. there's big stuff. By the way, big stuff happening with that. I mean, uh, yeah. big, really, really big stuff happening with that. We're, we're very excited about it. Linda is my wife, 
is uh, working actually trying to work with Kristen a little bit because she she, oh, she oh. got she got kind of enamored with like oh you know I want to <laughs> I see God at work I, I want to that strikes my heart I want to join that so it's it's pretty fun we're pretty familiar with what's going on that's beautiful one of the one of the things that I'm just so excited about because I get to see the kids firsthand I get yeah. to touch them and you know I'm there with them because that's the the school they're going to send them to is where I'm teaching. <laughs> That, that's the cool thing. Mm, I didn't and, realize yeah, that. That's uh, great. And, um, one of the guys, uh, just he, he, we take turns being the preacher. Uh, and he said that he grew up and went to a, a, a religious school and his kids were going to secular school and he saw all the stuff that they were being fed. And he then yanked them out and sent them to Christian school. He said, we need to be sending our kids to Christian school. And then we said, and then he came up with the idea, John McGrath, of let's start pooling some money. And see, we don't have a church. We don't have a budget. We don't have any of that stuff. Let's start giving our money to pay tuition for some of these little children of these ladies living at Lydia's house. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard and about so, that. I've heard about that. Uh, and so we're having a meeting Friday night, the, the men of that church that sponsor that school, mm. and they're, and John's going to speak to them and tell them about it. And uh, so our, as we talk about this, we want to get out to the other churches and say, is there a, a family in your church mm. that the kid is in secular school and we need to we need to get them over? You know, I start this and, and do it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Get kids in into a school where the, you know, we're like at our school, we have prayer every morning at 830 to nine o'clock. It's called Matins. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there's a little sermon and we sing and we worship, praise and worship. And it's that's how the kids start their day. Sweet. Yeah. The, uh, and, you know, one thing you said. Uh, maybe you both could talk a little bit more about this. Um, as you're processing God's will, um, you really said the essence of it is uh, versus trying to please what I think is a good idea with other people, your priority is to uh, follow out of the relationship and the direction and the uh, uh, instruction that's coming from God, you said that is a much higher priority just per se. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about that and why that is so important. Because uh, all of us, you know, who are under, trying to understand God's will, it can be pretty confusing because, well, isn't this a good idea? And shouldn't I do this? And uh, But you said, well, it's kind of simple. Why don't you just go, go check in with God and follow what he says? Tell, tell us about that aspect of it. You say that all the time, and we we watch you a lot, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and it's so true. It's like I can I've got a lifetime of bad decisions that I can <laughs> I can say. You want some of you think I'm a smart guy? Well, let me tell you. Yeah, right. I, I can start naming them, and if you had followed me, we would all be in deep trouble. Uh, so, and I say now, look around the world. If the world was so smart, why didn't we solve all these problems a long time ago? Yeah, right. We've had mm -hmm. we've had brilliant guy after brilliant guy say, "I got the way," and then what happened? He, he things happened, and he didn't have the way, and and then when you try to explain to people how simple it is that Jesus says, "Love God with all your heart and love your fellow man as yourself," mm -hmm. yeah, 
in the story. I mean, we don't need to do anything else. We don't need to have an economic system. We don't mm -hmm. need to have uh, any anything else. If you do that, everything's, but, but, and I tried to explain this to my kids in the Bible uh, class the other day. I yeah. said, look at some little two and three-year-olds in daycare. We had a friend that used to run a daycare facility and she said, you don't have to teach them to do bad things. <laughs> when you're working with little kids. Uh, we know word, that for sure. What word do you use more than any other word? And it's no. No, 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 no. no. Why are you using no all the time? Because all the kids are doing what God, I mean, not God didn't create, but the, the fall resulted in. Right. Adults don't want to acknowledge right. that. All right. But it's real. Yeah. And. That's beautiful. Chris, do you have any, anything you want to add well, into that? I think based on the question you asked, um, just the confidence we have since Biden, again, it's just a year ago. And Wayne used to say to me, God talks to you, but he doesn't talk to me. And I'd say, no, God talks to everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, just since Abide, after journals, it's like, I can't wait for him to come down in the morning. And it's like, did God have anything to say to you today? And it's, well, well, well you tell me what he say to you first. <laughs> but the, the, like that, the, the thing again, that there's only one way, the best way, you know, if, if you do what God wants. So when you start out with that foundation, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, then we just have to figure out what it is. And we do it by praying and then sharing with each other mm -hmm. and um, especially that decision over the church that went on, I think for six or eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. And, and when we finally decided not to go back to the other church, it was a tremendous loss for us, but there was no question in our mind that that's where God wanted us. Yeah. So and then that confidence comes in, yes. Yes. even if it's not easy, it's best. It's yes. Right. And you yeah. step into that. Yeah. 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 And, and you've got to come to a decision, a mutual decision, because yeah. there's one Holy Spirit in both of us. It's, yeah. you know, the same one. And why, um, you know, you said you took six weeks or so. Why was that okay that uh, it took that long? And as you were doing that, um, what did that look like that you uh, were knowing that you were going to get an answer, but you didn't have it yet? What did, what did that look like to you to say, well, let's just keep going and, and it's okay that it take, takes this long. What, what, what's your perspective on that? <clears throat> uh, well, and you want to start? No. Okay. Uh, I felt the pull of the world. I felt the pull mm -hmm. of the church, the people I knew, the judgment that they would make. And I thought, I can't let that uh, be the, how the decision's made. So I need to be talking to God. I need to be asking him, help me. Uh, help me separate what I think and what I might react to. Uh, and, and until I felt like, okay, I feel good. Then I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna do anything. Yeah. And because I, I knew it was a, an important decision. I wanted to do it correctly. Uh, and I wanted his blessing because I wanted to do what he wanted us yep. to do. Yeah. And that was the the, the uh, principle that was holding us to do it a long time because I was still fighting with. I I love these people, I love the Sunday school teaching mm -hmm. I, and the relationship we have with them, uh, and several people that we were working with that it. We would meet before church on a Sunday morning and have coffee and a, a roll 
and sit and talk to somebody. Are you reading the Bible? Are you doing this? And I thought, I have to walk away from that. And I really didn't want to. Right. But I felt that I was getting, I, I was entering into a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And that I had, that had to be take precedent. That's, yes. That's the thinking and feeling process that I went through. Yeah. I think for me, it was just um, such a comfort now that Wayne had this personal relationship um, and he was saying, God's telling me that I just had comfort about it. It was like, I'm not going to worry. Um, I would do my Bible reading. Sometimes God would give me a verse, but it wouldn't give me the complete answer. So it's just, okay, Lord, is this from you? Does this have to do with the church? And it was, you know, I'm sure if we pulled our journals out, it would be kind of neat to just, but he just walked us through it. There was no tension. Yeah. Um, no pressure on either one of us. Like, you know, well, I think it's, it's you know, we've made our mind up, but you haven't, it, it <laughs> you know, it was just really nice. Yeah. We had the opportunity recently to uh, walk a couple of couples uh, through um, a divide series. Yeah. Only, you know, like it, using it, the videos, over, they know, use the, yeah. the video, the yeah. online yeah. course, yeah. yeah. great weeks. And one couple is like this, this, uh, you know, this uh, getting to or coming to a, a, unity. a, a unity, 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 yeah. and a neutral, yeah. they just couldn't. You just can't. We can't do that. You know, we just can't do that. It's compromising and it's uh, surrendering. And one person's the winner, and the other person's the loser. <laughs> and said, you know, and it was like, well, work on it. <laughs> work on it, some because. You don't know how important that is. Uh, you may get along real well, and someone may be the winner, but you're keeping score. Yeah. Okay. And at some point in time, you'll stop, and uh, it, it will be a blessing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and what you're describing, um, you know, I love, I love how you're depicting it. Is that well, there's no pressure. Uh, you're processing. There's some real, you know, like uh, uh, Cowboy, you were saying there was. I had some real stuff I had to work through. Uh, and God said, yeah, I know, uh, it's okay. Uh, process it through, what do you, and you said, which I love, uh, you would, uh, well, what did you hear? What are you hearing? Mm -hmm. uh, not what do you necessarily uh, wanna do on your side of it, just well, how do you, what's your view toward this? What's, what's happening? What, what is God saying to you? And you relax with that. And then when you got confirmation, which by the way, he, he brings, and you said, now we, we receive it, and now you feel, absolutely well of course we're going to follow that because it's best and none better why wouldn't right. we you know and uh and so that what a what a great description so as we've uh you know coming to the end of our time here um uh what a joy uh to just the, to hear the freshness the simplicity and the freshness of you know it thrills my heart i can tell you it thrills my heart when it's in a sense you've stepped stepped into how beautiful it is Mm -hmm. uh, and you're representing that uh, with, well, why don't we just hear God and walk with them? <laughs> uh, and yeah, and, they're already giving it away and to other people, and they're giving it away, <laughs> you and you know, and you're doing all these terrific uh, things that God has given. And I love, I love what you're doing for uh, Lydia's home. And uh, and by the way, um, what we what we are uh, you know here in history. 
we we call it the Great Awakening. I don't know if you up there in New England, particularly the Great Awakening. There was two of them, um, and each time, uh, and people don't understand this because they have a tendency to think it was something that happened on a on a global basis, but it only happened in small groups, uh, mm-hmm. and. Uh, as they came together, and it was, well, we just need to get back to abiding and following the Holy Spirit. As they did it in small groups, then the group was asked by God at that time, it was, well, I'd like you to go start a hospital. Um, I'd like you to go start a school. Um, And the whole hospital system and the whole school system actually came out of that. And what you're describing with Lydia's uh, home is, well, let us fund this activity that is now leading to that. And by the way, some of them are going to wind up in your class. And all because you're just following God and says, you know, uh, God says, what I'm about is, is my kingdom stuff, you know, and it's so you, you can uh, really be excited about um I, I, my belief is you haven't seen nothing yet, you know, just, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that's true. Uh, I mentioned this to the kids in my sixth grade class. And I said, well, the little boy is going to be in the third grade class. And the one girl said, my mom is the teacher of the third oh. grade. And then one of the girls said, can we have somebody come in our class? We want someone in here. I said, we, let's hope we do. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Kathy, uh, you know, when we come out, uh, we got to get Linda, uh, we got to get us six together because yeah, absolutely. That'll be that'll be a, if we can get all of us together. That'll be one heck of a time. That'll that be a who you got. You got to. I think you've seen Linda. You guys but, would uh, so enjoy Linda. Uh, you would uh, so enjoy. You guys, you guys would just hit it off, and it would be a joy. So uh, thank you so much for sharing your story, and uh, we look forward to catching up. Uh, we'll catch up with you again uh, to find out the next next chapter in Lydia's home and your school, and and uh, you're giving it away and. Uh, just it's just it's just a thrill kathy to have them on and uh thank you yeah, so much I'm so for, glad for joining you got us. to meet them yeah. and uh they they have become very special to us already yeah so. yeah so it's we will wish you well and uh and keep enjoying uh, the beautiful life that god's given you so we pray we praise for god and we look forward to seeing you soon thanks thank you. so much okay. Rich. all right see you thank you for joining us for today's episode of come and see your podcast for truth in a world of chaos Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.